0: At the end of the last chapter, uh, the tiger had told Lily a story to set the environment for the trap and why she, the tiger, was behaving the way she was and why Halmoni was behaving the way she was. At the very end of the chapter, the tiger walked up the stairs and left Lily dangling. She didn't tell her the whole story. She said there was more still, and Lily is wondering if she's doing the right thing. And the tiger tells her, yes. Chapter 23. The next afternoon, I announce, I need to make rice cakes. When I walk downstairs, Mom and Halmoni are sitting together at the dining table, and I join them, plopping myself into a chair. I try to smile like, ha ha, normal, no tigers here. Oh yes, Halmoni says, that sounds good, little one, we make that later. Or, um, now, what about now? Sam's sprawled out on the couch, cell phone hovering in front of her face, but she glances over at me with a raised eyebrow. I ignore her. Mom takes a breath and plasters a grin on her face. Actually, I was thinking we should all go out today. It would be nice to get out of the house and do something as a family. We could make rice cakes as a family, I say. Hamoni can teach us how? Mom's fake smile gets even faker. Lily, that sounds so fun. Maybe after we go out. Sam lowers her phone. Mom's obsessed with going out because Halmoni keeps bugging her about the boxes. Mom clears her throat. That's not, but Halmoni says to me, your mother moved boxes yesterday. I tell her no good. I tell her spirits no like. But of course, she don't listen. I dig my nails into my palms and nod, even though I feel like there's a giant sign above my head that that says, it was me. Anyway, mom says through a gritted smile, that's not why. I just thought it would be nice, because Hamoni was saying how good she felt today. Now that mom mentions it, Hamoni does look good. She's curled her hair and she's even wearing a pop of pink lipstick, which she hasn't done in a while. But that only makes me want to bake now, before she needs to rest again. Sam shrugs. Can we go to lunch at that Asian restaurant on the corner of Willow and Vine? I turn to give Sam the stink eye. Somehow, she's only interested in doing stuff as a family when it conflicts with my plans. Mum frowns. Uh, really, why? I'm in the mood, Sam says. That place is just a little. Mom makes a face like she's smelling rotten garlic, but trying to be polite about it. Well, it's not authentic. Yeah, I chime in, so we should stay. Sam interrupts. Mom, I'm just saying, I'm just suggesting, I'm just trying to spend time with my family. Mom sighs. Okay, fine, as long as Almoni's okay with it. I get this sudden balloon pop urge to cry, but Halmoni claps her hands and smiles. Yes, good. They have the best sweet sour, my favorite. So I'm outnumbered and we all get ready to go. But as we pile into the car, Halmoni turns to me. Later, I teach you rice cakes, she whispers. I promise. The restaurant sign says Dragon Time in red curlicue letters, and two stone lions sit by the doors guarding the entrance. I haven't been here in ages, Mom says as she ushers us us inside. They have good sweet sour, Halmoni reminds us, and Mom sighs. Inside, the walls are lined with shoujai screens painted with pink cherry blossoms. Red paper lanterns hang from the ceiling, and a gold cat statue sits in the corner waving, Hello! Hello! But I'm fixated on the painting, right above the hostess stand. It's a classic Korean painting of a tiger, with eyes as big and round as rice cakes. It looks like it's laughing. Suddenly I feel sweaty. It's too hot in here. Sam! Mom hisses. What are you doing? I glance over at my sister, who's nervously scanning the entire restaurant, all jittery in her skin like she's looking for something, only I can't tell if she wants to find it or she's afraid to. Nothing, Sam snaps, turning as red as the lanterns. For a second, I wonder if she's looking for the tiger, but no, I don't let myself hope. A girl probably Sam's age, walks over to us. She's got chopsticks stuck in her blonde hair and big round chocolate chip cookie eyes. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'll be taking care of you today. This way to your table. When she leads us to the restaurant, I catch disappointment on Sam's face, but it flits away fast. Olivia sits us down and hands out menus, and Halmoni orders sweet and sour pork, sweet and sour shrimp, and sweet and sour beef, just to start. As soon as Olivia is out of earshot, Sam says, it's like an Asian stereotype vomited all over this place. Then she looks at Halmoni and swallows and studies her menu very hard. I think of Halmoni throwing up on the road and studying my own menu, even though I'm not reading any of the sashimi options. I haven't been here since the 90s, and it hasn't gotten much better, Mom says. But man, this brings back memories. I ask, are you happy that you left? Do you regret leaving? Do you regret coming back? But only silently, in my head. Harmony laughs and wags her finger. "'Oh, you mother in the 90s!' Mom raises her eyebrows at Harmony. "'Excuse me!' Harmony giggles. "'So troublemaker!' Mom tries to look annoyed, but ends up smiling. "'Okay, whatever you say.' I look back and forth between them. Harmony said that before, but I still can't picture it. Mom loves rules.' What did she do? I ask. How did she get into trouble? Mom laughs. Halmoni is being overdramatic, is as usual. I sneak a look at my sister and it's a coin flip moment. Are we on the same side or different? Sam leans forward. Come on, Halmoni, tell us mom's stories. Then she flashes a small smile at me and my heart fills up. I think the tiger was wrong about consequences because this is the happiest my family has been since we moved here. Halmoni whispers to Sam and me, So many boyfriends. Mom had a lot of boyfriends? I ask. Mom, No, I did not. Halmoni tisks. So many, always sneaking out to see them. Sam makes a choking noise, and for the first time I wonder about Sam dating. I've never thought of her as having boyfriends. Mom clears her throat. First of all, that's not true, and Halmoni was the troublemaker. You know, she made your poor father eat mud. What? Sam asks. Normally, when someone mentions dad, Sam terms turns shadowy. But right now, she just looks surprised, interested, like telling stories about dad is something fun instead of something terrible. Mud, good for him, Malmoni says. Her eyes are happy and sad at the same time, in the missing him way. He always talking story, so much talking, but no thinking. Ay-ya! Mud helped to keep him grounded think before he speak. Mom snorts. It was horrible. I make a milkshake for him, Halmoni says. A milkshake with little mud, little bit mud mixed in. But he take you mom away. That is bad. Little bit mud. Not that bad. Sam raises an eyebrow at me like, can you believe? And I furrow mine back like, Halmoni is wild. What happened, I ask. Could he taste it? Did he know? Ignoring my question, mom turns to Halmoni. He didn't take me away. I went to college. Halmoni leans forward and whispers loudly, laying on the guilt. She's supposed to come back after, but he take her. she leave poor little Halmoni for a white man, but you, mother, too little to know better. Mom's jaw ripples. Nobody took me away she repeats. I left on my own. I wanted to leave. As soon as she says it, she swallows like she wants to rewind her words, but she can't. No takebacks. The happy family moment evaporates. I look at Sam, but she's busy rubbing her chopsticks together like she's going to start a fire and burn everything down. Olivia arrives with our sweet and sour dishes. Here's your starter, she chirps. Are you ready to order entrees? We'll need another minute, Mom says with her classic fake smile. Olivia Bobblehead nods and leaves. We stare at the food for a few long seconds until Mom says, Might as well eat, and leans forward, scooping some shrimp to serve us. No, no, Hamoni shouts too loud. The couple at the table next to us look over and then look away. Hamoni puts her hand on Mom's and forces her to set down the serving spoon. We wait for spirits. Mom's smile tightens. Not here, all right? We're at a restaurant. You listen, Hamoni says to Mom. Then to me, Lily, you set table. My palms sweat. It's really, really hot in here. What do you mean? We have to finish Chosa. Where Andy. He come help us. Sam chews on her fingernail. Dad's not, she starts, but Mum interrupts. He's at work. He'll be home soon, she says. Hamoni looks around, but she's not really seeing. Her eyes shine like glass. She says something in Korean, something none of us can understand. Mom, I whisper, what's happening? Remember we talked about this, mom says quietly, sometimes Halmoni slips into the wrong place or the wrong time. If Halmoni is seeing things that aren't there, if she's not here, then it's almost like she's not really Halmoni anymore. She stands and walks over to the table next to us, singing a Korean lullaby as she picks up the man's plate. He sets his chopsticks on the table, making a startled sound. Mom jumps up. Mom, no, no, we don't need to do that. She takes the plate from Hamoni and returns it to the man, apologizing. It's okay, he says, sympathy in his eyes. We know, Aicha, if there's anything we can do to help But there's nothing they can do because Halmoni moves around the table, taking the woman's plate and setting it on our table. Danger is coming, so we make danger go away. She explains, "Chosa," only it's not Chosa; it's consequences. Halmoni. Sam murmurs, "Sam's always burying her fear, trying so hard not to be a -A Q.A.G., but now she's afraid." Quiet, which makes everything worse. Across the restaurant, a baby starts to cry, screaming its heart out, and I know I must have cried like that, but I can't imagine being so loud about my feelings, screaming when I need to say, My world is not right. Mom, I whisper as Helmony tries to take another plate. We should go. Aside from the baby, The whole restaurant is silent as people watch, pretending this isn't the worst moment of all time, pretending this is okay. Hamoni drops someone's plate and it shatters on the floor, spilling soy sauce and something goo all over her shoes. One of the busboys runs over and tries to help, but nobody really knows what to do. And then mom... Mom, who was so good at acting normal, who was always fake smiling, is grabbing Sam and me and shoving Harmoni out the door, hurting all of us, saying, go, 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 all while Harmoni shouts about spirits and chosa and danger, and the gold cat statue waves, goodbye, goodbye, and Sam keeps her head down. And I try to ignore that sweaty, hot, flashing, fainting feeling. Then we're outside. In the parking lot, Mum fumbles with the car door handle before thunking her head against the window. I forgot my purse inside, she murmurs. Will you girls get it and leave a couple of twenties on the table for the bill? Sam stays right where she is, but I nod. I swallow and walk back into that restaurant because I have to, even though it's too hot, bad place, and everyone is staring and I don't want to. I keep my head down as I walk fastly across, fast past the diners, grab mom's purse, and throw money onto the table. I pass the tiger painting, and I am almost out the door when the waitress shouts, Wait! Excuse me! Sorry! Wait! She runs up behind me, and I don't want to cry, but my throat feels very swollen, like I might. I don't know if I paid enough or if she's mad about the food Halmoni dropped or if she wants to ban me from the restaurant forever. Here's your food, she says, holding out a bag of takeout containers with our sweet and sour dishes inside. I murmur a thank you, and she holds out her other hand, shoving something into my palm. It's a pile of hard candies, the fruit ones that they give away at restaurants. Oh, I say, staring at them. I feel everyone very carefully not looking at us, very intentionally not listening, okay? It's not enough, she says softly. But my grandpa had Alzheimer's and I know how hard it is. He was always forgetting where he was and who we were and I'm just really sorry it's happening to you. I want to tell her this isn't the same thing because Almoni would never forget us. This is just a side effect of releasing the star story, but she's going to get better, so it's not like the waitress's grandpa. but it's still nice that this girl cares. Thanks I say, and I hold the candies against my chest until it hurts just a little bit less chapter twenty four Thanks for your help, girls, Mum says as we drive home from the restaurant. Sam sits in the passenger seat, and Halmoni sits in the back with me, sleeping with her head on my shoulder. I stay very still so I don't wake her. Mum takes a breath. At Halmoni's last doctor's appointment, the prognosis wasn't good, she's telling us. She could have a couple of months or maybe just a week. But that's why I want to make the most of the good days. We just don't know. Mom's words hang in the air for a few seconds, sucking up the oxygen. And then Sam explodes. Are you kidding me? This is so unfair. We come all this way, and now she's just going to die? Harmony stirs next to me but doesn't wake. Sam, quiet, I say. But my words feel flat. I can't think straight. We're here to spend time with her, mom says, to make the most of what we have. What if there's another way, I ask, careful to keep my voice low. What if there's something we can do? Of course, mom doesn't understand what I mean. There are a few treatments, she explains, but they have so many side effects, and it's never a sure thing. Halmoni isn't interested in that. Side effects consequences. Why does hope always come at a price? Sam says, well, it's worth it if she can live longer. Can't you just make her do them? Mom grips the steering wheel tighter. We have to respect Halmoni. This is her choice, not ours. Yeah, but if there's something we can do, and you're not doing it, you're basically killing her. Sam's words slice through me, but I don't make any noise. Mom says, it's not like that. Sam scoffs in disagreement. It's in God's hands now, Mom says, even though her words tilt up at the end as if it's a question. Outside, the world goes green, gray, green, gray, and I look for the tiger, but she's not there. For once, Sam's words are soft. What if I don't believe in God? Silence rings in my ears and then mom says something that moms are never supposed to say. I don't know. I scoop closer to Almoni and curl my fingers into hers. She's fast asleep, but I imagine she's tracing my lifeline with her thumb. I imagine she's saying everything is not fine, but it will be because I'll make it be. Mom doesn't see any other way. Sam doesn't believe in anything, but I do. And if they can't help Halmoni, I will. After we get home, after we guide Halmoni up the outdoor steps and into a room, after Sam disappears into her headphones and cell phone, I tell Mom I need to make rice cakes. Mom ran, runs her hand over my hair and kisses my forehead. Not today, honey. I'm sorry. Maybe tomorrow. I shake my head. It has to be today. I can't wait. I have to. Mom steps, stop steps back. Unsure what to do about my sudden fierceness. Tomorrow, all right? I promise. I just don't want to do anything noisy or distracting for a We need to keep the house quiet today and we can't do anything that might upset her. I don't understand how making rice cakes would upset Halmoni, but mom won't budge. So when she checks on Halmoni, I call Ricky. Hey, I say when he answers, can I come over?